Welcome to episode 58 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Here on the podcast, we try to provide you with some insight into the people, the places, the companies, the organizations, and the issues that make up Wichita's important business community. One of those issues is who will lead this state as governor for the next four years. I'm going to have each of the candidates for governor on the podcast before the August primary, both parties, and Independent Greg Orman. Last week, it was Democrat Josh Swatty. This week, it's Republican Ken Seltzer. He is Kansas Insurance Commissioner who has an accounting and business background. You'll hear my conversation with him in a moment. First, some details about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week, a national project about the challenges and the rewards of having a family business. The headline, Family is Forever, Business Not So Much. Our package of stories describes succession plans, transitioning a family business, and even provides an expert's checklist for family business success. It begins on page 10. This week, a special report on human resources. That's on page 7. This week's list, our big two-page list on the largest employers in the Wichita area. We've crunched the numbers, and it's interesting to see that there's been a lot of job growth in the government sector. That's on page 14. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Jerry Jones. He now owns his own commercial real estate firm after having overseen development at Wichita's New Market Square and having worked at the Wichita-Sidwick County Partnership for Growth. Remember that? Jerry's on page 23. Business owners and leaders are always looking for an edge, and that's why each week we put together our leads section. It includes the latest building permits, new corporations, real estate transactions, who owes back taxes, new lawsuits, all those this week beginning on page 20. Back with Republican candidate for Governor Ken Seltzer in a moment. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Ken Seltzer is serving as the Kansas Insurance Commissioner. He was elected in 2014. His website says he worked in the reinsurance industry for more than 30 years. He earned an accounting degree from Kansas State, is in the KSU Accounting Hall of Fame, and he has an MBA from the University of Southern California. His running mate is Jen Sanderson. Ken, glad you're here with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Bill, for inviting me. When, when you describe yourself to voters, how do you describe yourself? Moderate, for the right, how do you describe yourself? I'm a conservative businessman. My name is Ken Seltzer. I'm a CPA. I've had a career in business prior to uh, running for this statewide political office four years ago. Kansas voters chose me out of a crowded primary. And uh, I think they did it because I'm a businessman, and we talked about bringing good business practices to an important state department. We're doing the same thing this, this cycle, this race, with, for the governor's race, talking about bringing good business practices to the broader state government, just like we accomplished in the insurance department. How do you differentiate yourself between the other Republican candidates for governor? It's rather easy. I'm a CPA. I'm a businessman. There's nobody else with that combination, with that business experience. We've proven, we've proven that we can run government more efficiently. We lowered cost, improved productivity, sharply improved productivity in the insurance department. We want to bring that same attitude, that same culture, that same philosophy of serving Kansas better and less expensively to the broader state government. 
When you talk to owners and managers of small and medium-sized businesses, what's your message for those folks, many of whom are make up the audience of the Wichita Business Journal? People relate to that. They want government delivered at a lower cost, more efficiently, with better outputs. That includes in our educational system. That includes in our prison system, our social, our, our justice system. That includes all the way through government. How can we do it more cost effectively? Because the dollars that are being spent in Topeka are your dollars, your individual dollars. They're not the state's dollars. They are your tax dollars. And we need to be more frugal, more thoughtful about how they're spent. I want to kind of tick through some individual industries in Kansas and get your thoughts on each one of those. Uh, let's talk about, first of all, the energy sector, oil and gas. Uh, what are your thoughts on the oil and gas in Kansas, how it's doing, and, and how you might be able to improve that industry? There's a lot we can do in Kansas. The first thing that has to happen is we need a governor who is actively engaged in the business of Kansas. The business of Kansas. We've had a flat economy in Kansas. In 2017, we were the fourth worst performing economy of all states in the United States. We were the worst, the absolute worst here in the Midwest. We have ag states around us, we have oil and gas states around us, but yet we performed worse than any other state here in the Midwest. There is no reason for that. We need a governor who is out championing business, out championing the sectors that drive our economy, those sectors include ag. Ag is one of the biggest uh, issues that we've got here in Kansas, right. the biggest part of our economy. It's over 40%. It might be over 50% when you add up the, the uh, add-on uh, services and businesses on top of the original production. We need to be a champion. The governor's office needs to be a champion. It goes on in states around us. That's a champion for ag. That's a champion for oil and gas. That's a champion for uh, manufacturing, which we are driven so much by here in Wichita. We need somebody who is thinking business, thinking business every day, and you can't possibly have that if you haven't had a business background. I grew up 50 miles north of here, right on uh, the Chisholm Trail, just north of Gossel. Grew up in ag, married into ag, own ag now. I'm invested in ag right now. We mm -hmm. own a farm. My wife and I own a farm out just outside of Lewisburg, Kansas. We need somebody who can talk about the issues throughout Kansas from a business perspective. That's what we're going to do every day. So it's specifically on oil and gas, how do you help them? They're so controlled by uh, the international and national uh, economies. How do you help those folks in, in the oil and gas well, sector? I think, I think we need a, ch a champion, a champion, just like we said for ag, we need a champion at the federal level because so much happens at the federal level. We need somebody who is interested and who is active at the federal level, working with our governors in surrounding states who have similar interests. We can have our voice heard far better on oil and gas, far better on this tariff issue, far better on the ag issues than what we have. But we have to have a governor who's interested and who wants to make that happen. Uh, when you talk about aviation and aerospace and manufacturing, what's your, what are your thoughts on, on those industries, how they play in the uh, Kansas economy, and how can you, going forward, if you're elected, help those industries? So how are we going to make Kansas grow? That is the bottom line question. How are we going to make Kansas grow? 
One of those ways has to be to slow the out-migration that we have from Kansas so we have employees that can serve those industries. We need employees who are trained in the areas that those industries need. You have such a shining star here with uh, the tech school in Wichita State and uh, things developing there. We need more of that. We need to take that across the state. We need to be thinking about that. My Lieutenant Governor, Jen Sanderson, as you may know, is uh, chairman of the endowment for Northwest Tech College. She understands and sees the vital role, the incredibly vital role that tech schools and community colleges play in our state and in filling jobs with tr people that are trained in the areas that industry need. That is the only way Kansas can grow as if we fill some of those empty jobs so that companies can grow. The companies that are here can grow. We are strangling the companies that are here by the business environment, the regulatory environment, and not by not providing people who are trained that can fill the jobs they need in order to grow. Talk about health care and your philosophy on health care. Obviously, uh, Medicare, Medicaid expansion has been one topic that has been brought up uh, and helping out some of the other aspects of the industry. Talk about health care. So many issues around health care since the federal government really commandeered that, uh, that whole industry. I can tell you in Kansas, we used to have 18 to 20 health care providers, health care companies, health insurance companies. And you know what? We're down to two or three because of Obamacare and the, the devastating impact that the ACA has had on industry. Fortunately, the group health policies tend to be more stable. It's that individual market, the 6 to 8% of Kansans that have an individual health policy, and, and Medicaid that are the two biggest issues in health care and the management of health care costs. I do think the federal level, at the federal level, they will have to address Medicaid expansion. It is so costly for the federal government. Our federal government is awash in red ink because of Medicaid expansion. I know two more states added Medicaid expansion, I think, this past year. And the, the 14 now, or the 16 now that uh, haven't expanded puts more pressure on Kansas. But here's what I think about Medicaid expansion in Kansas. I would strongly prefer that it not be done because of the 145,000 people that would be brought into our expanded Medicaid should it, should it pass, 70,000, almost 46 or 47% of them, already have health insurance in the private sector. The federal government in Kansas, the state of Kansas, would be taking people out of the private sector and putting the burden on taxpayers. That makes absolutely no sense. There would be 75,000 of those 145 that would actually uh, be new to have new insurance, and that's good for them at a very costly thing for the state. I would have to have a very robust job requirement around that, either training for work, community service, uh, be looking for work, or have work, because almost all of those people are able-bodied, healthy adults. Those were the those are the elements that you would have to have if the legislature were to put something together and it would uh, cross your desk if you become governor. That's right. That's right. Education, school funding. Uh, would you have signed that bill this year for the funding? 
I would have preferred the Senate version, which was a slightly less amount. Uh, I, I do think we're going to find out in a couple weeks whether or not uh, it meets the criteria of our Supreme Court. What I do think and do believe is that we need a constitutional amendment that de better defines the word suitability. We cannot possibly continue with this litigation that has gone on for 23 years and will continue for another 23 years if we don't do something about it. We need to better define it. I do understand that some other states have that same undefined word suitability, uh, suitable, in, in their constitutions, and their state Supreme Courts interpret it differently than ours do. So I, I do think we need to focus on getting a constitutional amendment so that we can go forward and educate our kids. What we desperately need, though, in our educational system is more accountability throughout. We, we simply need more accountability. That means in early childhood education, that means K through 12, that means the, the tech schools and the community colleges and all the regents uh, organizations, and in retraining afterwards. It's a spectrum that we truly, truly need to focus on. We've got a real problem in early childhood education and that more and more kids are coming to school not reading ready. That puts them behind the whole distance. And, and we need to focus on that very early part of it, getting more kids reading ready. And, and, and not necessarily more money, but are we spending the money the best we can? That's, that's the issue throughout, accountability and getting the results that taxpayers think we should have and, and the right governor thinks we should have. There's always that uh, tricky part of it. There's the balance, the, the balance between state, the lawmakers, the governor, and also the individual districts themselves that have the responsibility to, to govern those districts. How do you strike that balance uh, when you're governor? I think everybody agrees with accountability. I can, I can tell you the conservatives in the legislature think we ought to cut more programs. The moderates think uh, they, they don't know where to cut anymore. And, and other groups uh, think we ought to throw more money at it. Everybody agrees with the concept of more accountability and more for the dollar that we're investing. Those are pretty straightforward. And you know what? It's tough to focus on those if you don't have a business background like I do. If you don't have an accountability background like I do, I'm a CPA, the financial background, a business career, a career, not just a few years, but a career. And we've brought those good business practices to state government and have proved they can be more effective. Lawmakers have talked about also uh, on the education side of it, uh, passing a law that says they are the final uh, arbiters, they are the final decision makers on, uh, on education for Kansas rather than the Supreme Court. Your thoughts on that? Well, that, that's, that's a constitutional amendment, uh, and, and I would support it. I would get out and champion it. I will be a champion for that. I understand we're a few votes short, maybe a dozen votes short in the Kansas House. We have a pretty high threshold in Kansas for a constitutional amendment. It requires two-thirds of both the House and the Senate and then the governor to sign it. And uh, I think we're still quite a ways away on the House until we have a constitutional crisis like we might get out of this uh, uh, ruling, court ruling. It, it may not happen that a constitutional amendment is able to be passed, but I will be championing for it. We need to move on and educate our kids for the benefit of Kansas rather than dealing with litigation on and on. 
Could, and, and I'd like to mention one more thing sure. about schools, if I could, that are, is really, really important. I tell you, the, success, the successful school districts are those who focus on the fact that they are the economic driver in their local community. I'll give you an example of Pratt, just down the road here, out a little bit further west, Class 3A school. The superintendent there talks all the time about getting out into the community with the Chamber of Commerce, with the county commissioners, the city commissioners, and local businesses to see what it is they need to have come out of their high school so that those kids can be employed right there in the community. That kind of thinking will make the school district a success. It will help with the out-migration, help slow the out-migration problem that we have out of the rural areas, and will help, help Kansas grow. We need to share that kind of thinking as a best practice around the state. We need more dovetailing with our local school districts and the local business community. That's an example of workforce development on a micro scale right there, right there that in the exactly uh, city right. of Pratt. Technology is important to business success, especially access to fast internet connections. How does Kansas improve that access? Well, that's infrastructure. Infrastructure, we need, we need uh, internet infrastructure. We need highway infrastructure. We need aviation infrastructure. All three of those are critically important to Kansas. And I tell you, we need to slow this sweeping process that we have out of our KDOT highway funds. It has been devastating to economic development. It's been devastating from a, from a safety perspective. We need to be thinking further down the line than just dealing with the local political, not the local, but the immediate political situation. We need to be thinking strategically, as you would expect a business person to do. We need to be thinking about how we can build out the internet, especially in rural areas, we need to be thinking about how we can use economic and benefit from an economic basis by investing in highway infrastructure and aviation. Of course, they talk about the bank of KDOT and sweeping that money out of that fund. That money has to come from somewhere. So where does that money come from if it's, if it's not something like that? Well, so we, so we uh, the state, the state in 2012 cut $800 million of revenue out of the budget and they didn't think about the fact there had to be some expense cuts or didn't advocate for it. We needed a governor then who would be upfront and bold on cutting expenses to at least go halfway down that 800 million of revenue cuts. It didn't happen, it didn't happen. So since then we've simply been starving state government, thoughtlessly starving state government without thinking about strategic objectives and how it might affect us in the future. We will be more thoughtful about that. As you know, they have put tax increases since then that have actually amounted to more than the $800 million decrease we had back in, in uh, 2012. Talk about, talk about a bad thing for the business environment. Business wants stability and regulation. They want stability in the tax structure because they can build their business around, uh, around a stable environment. They can deal with it. But they can't deal and don't want to deal and shouldn't have to deal with the ups and downs that we've had out of the last six and seven years, including out of the last year. We, we can do better than that in Kansas. We will, we will be a flyover state if we keep doing that rather than stabilizing 
so that businesses can build on a firm foundation instead of a shifting foundation. We hear that all the time from businesses. We want a stable regulatory uh, environment, stable uh, economy, those types of things. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're looking for. Kansas also concerned about the impact from the new tariffs. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. talking about tariffs on China. Also, the European Union, Canada, Mexico, North American Free Trade Mm -hmm. Agreement is also uh, a part of that. Uh, so, uh, as, as governor, how do you uh, protect Kansas and uh, those aspects of Kansas businesses, Kansas uh, economy uh, that might be affected by those tariffs or, uh, or a switch up in NAFTA? Why isn't our current governor speaking out on that issue? Why isn't he banding more together with other ag-focused states here in the Midwest, our neighboring states, and speaking out on the issue. We need to have our voice heard louder and clearer. I think it's because he doesn't have an ag background. I have an ag background. As I said earlier, I'm married into ag. I have ag now. I'm invested in ag. I understand ag is a difficult subject, partly because it is so wide and so broad and so many aspects to it. You can't possibly talk about it intelligently unless you've grown up in it unless you're a part of it now we're going to really focus on being a champion for ag we're going to focus on public private partnerships in ag and many other places we're going to really try to make ag grow and i can tell you tariffs on ag are going to be devastating and we need somebody speaking out louder much louder about that right Uh, The Trump effect, what impact is the uh, Trump presidency going to have, you think, on the gubernatorial race? It may be a factor, uh, but I I have a business background like he does, but I I have a different approach to dealing with issues than he does. I try to be inclusive rather than divisive. I try to always, always be thoughtful about different things that we're doing. But I, I tell you, just like in the insurance department, we were able to move it forward with lower cost, higher productivity, sharply higher productivity, and and get things done and get them done fairly quickly. We can do that in the broader state government. We The business background is incredibly helpful, and I, I think your listeners will appreciate that. Most of them don't have time to go to, into government like I have. I, but I, after, after a career in business, I feel like I really have something to bring to state government, and I would encourage any of your listeners who want to get involved in government in any way, please do. Every every entity, every governmental entity can benefit from their budgeting background, can benefit from the, how they think more clearly and more logically about the impact of things that uh, before they're done, how they can think about how to make things grow, and importantly, how they can think about every day leaning in on cost so that our dollars are used more efficiently and with greater impact. Tell us about Jennifer Sanderson as a running mate, your, your selection there. What a, what a wonderful running mate, and so glad she is on the ticket. She is from Goodland, Kansas. Her name again is Jennifer Sanderson, or Jen Sanderson. She uh, has a couple things in her background that are really helpful and interesting. She was in the banking industry for a while. She graduated from Fort Hayes State. She um, knows rural economic development. She's a small businesswoman, small business uh, woman with her husband. She is multi-generational from Western Kansas. She will advocate for Western Kansas and for rural Kansas. 
two really big issues. She understands the out-migration issue and will focus on that. She is, as I mentioned earlier, the president of the endowment for Northwest Tech there in Goodland, and she is the immediate past president of Leadership Kansas. So she knows leaders all over the state of Kansas. A big, big help to our ticket. The primary is in August. Uh, It's a competitive race. Uh, We have seen some folks, uh, well-recognized folks, well-intentioned folks uh, run. For example, Mark Hutton, who we talked about, Wink Hartman, uh, and they had to drop out. You're in it all the way mm-hmm. any chance that uh, you might have to reevaluate at any point oh not at there. all not at all we're in and getting more and more traction every day people understand what we're bringing to the ticket here what we're bringing to the process especially the business community especially the ag community especially the aviation and manufacturing community like you have here in wichita they understand the value of having a businessman with a cpa background coming to the table. There's not many people in my position who would do that because you can have such a a better, make a better living um, in private industry. But you know what? After a lifetime, a career, after a career in business, we saw the opportunity to bring good business practices to government, and it worked. It worked. In a year and a half, we had sharply reduced costs, We had sharply improved productivity, just like we can do in the broader state government. We have to make Kansas grow. We absolutely need to. Otherwise, we will never be able to invest in education, in infrastructure, in all of those issues. We have to make Kansas grow. We will be focusing on that every day, all the time, just like we'll be focusing in on getting more value out of our dollar, our spend dollar, and trying to bend that cost curve so that it doesn't grow any faster than our underlying economy. When you, don't, when you have an imbalance like we do now, sharply increasing costs versus a flat economy, that is unsustainable. Right. That is unsustainable. Any businessman knows that. A lot of other people can't get their heads around it, but I, your, your listeners will totally, totally understand that. We're going to make both of those happen. I need their help. I need their help. Kansas Insurance Commissioner Ken Selzer, Republican candidate for governor, thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. I appreciate that, Bill. And just remember to your um, listeners, vote KS for KS, Ken Selzer for Kansas. We appreciate it. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Again, we're doing our best to schedule each candidate for governor to join us on the podcast before the August primary. That's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 58, a new episode every week. You can see the others at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. We appreciate that. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.